Section 17 of Birds and Nature, Volume 10, Number 3, October 1901. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard. Section 17. Songbirds of the Southwest. A pleasing land of drowsy head it was, of dreams that waved before the half-shut eye. New birds, new flowers, new pleasures, I murmur as my vision widens upon the, to me, new world of Arizona. A new delight indeed, notwithstanding the often impressed fact that the old footpath ways of Ohio are, after many years, still but half-discovered countries but tis human this desire for novelty and i am not at all in advance of my fellow kindred in arriving at that state of blessed content which we see expressed upon every side of us in the lives of the lesser creatures who abide without unrest until compelled by the necessities of necessity to move on but i echo richard jeffreys a fresh flower a fresh pathway a fresh delight and am so far content and truly coming from the east of living greens tis a new kingdom of sombre mountains and sandy desert at which i have arrived to an imaginative person it is a land filled with the echoes of a distant past even now but half heard and in my mind the golden glow of a day that is dead enfolds the silent hills a silence of grandeur not of nature which is here alive and keen to the fullest extent with many other naturalists i agree that if one desires to learn the secrets of the field and forest one must go about singly and alone there is something strange about it too while one person alone is allowed to see many of the inner movements of wild life when two or three are gathered together they seem to intimidate the wood folk to an unlimited extent but bird life in this far-away territory notwithstanding dr charles abbott's experiences to the contrary seems to me to be much more companionable and less timid than in the more thickly populated east and also bird curiosity is more noticeable than in those states where generations of experience has obviated all desire for any close scrutiny or investigation of that queer biped without feathers one has only to sit silent and quiet for a few moments to have his ornithological interest aroused by numerous visitors who with impatient chips and twits question his presence among them while gila county makes up her quota of songbirds in quantity she lacks something in decorative quality at least so far as coloring of plumage is concerned there is no question but that what the very arid atmosphere of this section is not without its marked effect upon feather coloring and on account of this dullness of plumage i was at first unable to classify numbers of birds who were perfectly familiar to me in ohio birds like the blue jay lose much of the metallic gorgeousness of their plumage and are under a veil as it were showing a dull bluish gray the blackbirds also are decidedly rusty in appearance hardly holding their own with the great glossy ravens corvus principalis 
who have so adapted themselves to civilization as to have become almost a necessity as purveyors of edible refuse and debris which accumulates in such abundance about the abodes of mankind who are supposedly the most hygienic and cleanly of all creatures but whose abiding places on natural present an unsightly spectacle in comparison with the nests of birds but of course it is because our requirements are so much greater and education has developed a love of accumulations among us herein must lie all blame but we progress or so we have determined however i never see these dignified crows of stately motion moving about without remembering virgils the crow with clamorous cries the shower demands and single stalks along the desert sands but in arizona his demand for showers is vain for the absence of the rainmaker is her greatest deficit to return to the atmospheric or arid effect upon color i fail to understand why the bleaching process is so observable in feathers yet the most brilliant and tropical coloring predominates in the flora does the plant world absorb all of the richest coloring matter of the sunlight or do they possess an antidote to the alkaline properties of the air is atmospheric moisture that is not obtainable necessary in feather coloring some of the plants here are sufficient unto themselves brewing their own sustenance as it were as i have seen the bisnaga sometimes called well of the desert in which a deep hole had been cut produce in a short time at least a cup full of watery liquid which is very invigorating to the thirsty traveller and growing too in a sand as dry as powder there not having been a drop of rain near it in months if not years and due an unknown quantity this liquor seems necessary for the full fruition of the rich yellow flower so carefully guarded by immense fish-hook spines or barbs that is such efficient protection to this species of cacti as effectual is this protection as is the venomous reputation of that much maligned saurian the gila monster heloderma suspectum which is not one half so bad as his looks would imply but he is formidable in appearance when he puffs forth his breath like a miniature steam-engine and at the same time emits a greenish saliva from his mouth which is to say the least a forbidding performance but i really believe him to be comparatively harmless for after considerable acquaintance with his habits i have only learned of one person being bitten by this reptile and that was a man who was drunk and insisted upon tickling the gila monster on the mouth and was bitten for his pains the reptile had to be killed before its teeth could be unlocked as an antidote an attempt was made to fill the man with whiskey but as he was already full but little could be accomplished in that line when he got sober he was all right save that his hand was somewhat paralyzed there is a marked gregariousness among the songbirds of arizona or else the present abundance of all species gives one that impression for the numbers are almost countless though human depredators are fast depopulating the songsters for the sake of their own pleasure or bird plumage for profit while women anathematize men for their inordinate 
desire to kill something they take an equivocal stand as critics yet wearing a hat adorned with one or more dead bodies of birds it is truly the old question of moat and beam reenacted i do not remember of meeting with but one bird which i have been entirely unable to classify or even learn its common name if it has one it darts in and out of a thorn-bush after the manner of a thresher or catbird and about equals them in size is of a dull canary yellow in color save for a rich red cap slightly tufted and worn jauntily on top of his head i have never heard any note from him save a startled chip and have been unable to learn anything about him from the various bird histories dr abbott has remarked on the lack of vocal powers among the birds of arizona and says i have listened hour after hour to these cheerful birds fancying there was melody in their attempts at song and wondering why when their lines had been cast in such forbidding places the gift of sweet song had not been vouchsafed them does the extremely dry atmosphere have to do with it not a sound that i heard had that fullness of tone common to the allied utterances at home at the limit of my longest stroll i heard a mountain mockingbird as it is misnamed in the books and his was a disappointed song it was the twanging of a harp of a single string and that a loose one this absence of note richness is a feature that i have not observed and never have i heard a more musical chorus from bird throats as one after another of the many sorts and conditions awoke at sunrise many a time have i listened while camping on a lone mountain top where our only canopy was the pine-fretted blue heavens and heard the rich burst of song in which not a note lacked flavor mockingbirds thrushes orioles wrens finches vireos grosbeaks robins and their distinguishable note is likely to make one homesick thrashers bluebirds tanagers etc all filling in the score as each was awakened and filled in the line of song to say nothing of whippoorwills owls and other night singers who have had their day i feel sure if dr abbott had given a little more time to the study of bird song in this territory he would have had no cause to complain of or discredit the vocal powers of these western songsters End of section 17.